Oh hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. Okay, now wait, hold up. <laughs> What's up? Let me give some context because I think we should roll together because <gasps> this is an end of an arc and also the, the boys all have chaos powers, which gives them three times the hit points. So I think we should roll three times the dice. Let's do it. I love okay. that so much. Let's roll. Mine didn't hit the table, it landed on my sound baffling, but I did roll an 18, so does that count, or does it have to make a sound? I also got an 18. Hey. I got a 20. (laughs) We did it. We did it. Handshakes all around. I love this. Oh, I am feeling this energy. The dice are clearly feeling this energy. We are at the end of an Mm. era, like you said, Anne. But we're not going out without one more party. Mm. (laughs) party is one way to look at it (laughs) i mean here you are with all your best pals in a cavern confronted by legions of hell beasts yeah i mean that that sounds like uh your typical concert sounds like my friday night (laughs) i say that's how i like to you know culminate most of my meetings and whatnots yeah uh convention weekends conferences you Mm. know (laughs) do you also have uh cool chaos powers by the end of the weekend uh, generally, yes, from lack of sleep uh-huh. and overindulgence on French fries. So, <laughs> oh, yes, there it is. Yes. Right. If you have enough uh, rum punches, you can feel like you have chaos powers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we talk a little bit about these character builds? Of course. Okay. So this <laughs> this is kind of that beautiful double-edged sword mm-hmm. when a DM gifts you with just ridiculous power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's both like the most exciting, fun, like, oh my gosh, I'm I am of a god right now. Of course. And also incredibly daunting. It's like, but why? <laughs> why do I have to be this powerful? Fair. Mm-hmm. What is yeah. around the corner? So it's both yeah. like, oh, look at all these hit points. It's like, oh, you're gonna need them. Yeah. You're not about to do a beach episode if the right. if the DM hands you this character sheet. <laughs> mm-hmm. But can you imagine if they did? That that's how you turn it on its head. <laughs> You now have telekinesis, which means you can carve those waves even better than you thought you'd be able to. Mm. Oh, but along the same lines of beach episode energy, the the kind of impact I got from this very crowded cavern was, um, it's like, the first thing I thought of was like Epcot during a festival. Um, (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Just people everywhere. But then also the fight style here reminded me of the uh, the Dynasty Warrior games, which, of course, Hyrule Warriors was based off of. I think mm-hmm. Sengoku Basara is the same kind of those might be the same games. I don't know. But <laughs> you just have these like legions of enemies that, you know, you're just going to like barrel through. Mm-hmm. I'm taking it to um, Wii Sports. Oh, where... yeah. <laughs> you just have your baton. You're just <laughs> wailing through all of your best friends. And mm-hmm. we've... <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the uh, the main crosswalk at Comic Con on a Saturday oh, yes. afternoon. Oh no! And it's highly likely there would actually be a dragon <laughs> at that point as well. That's true. I, I definitely could have used some of these special skills that they additionally get. And, like it's not just their character build. Travis is like, but wait, there's more. <laughs> you can also make Julian fries. <laughs> Travis is a DM that just keeps on giving at this point. Mm-hmm. He really is. He's a very generous DM um, and a generous brother and son with these gifts <laughs> he clearly gave directly to his family. 
I will say, when they were making the goofs of, like, the pocket watch and whatnot, I uh-huh. got confused later on. I was like, well, didn't they have a pocket watch? It's supposed to just, it's like, no. Didn't he have a pocket watch with George W. Bush on the inside of it? I'm, like, writing that down in their character sheets in the inventory. Like, don't forget. I mean, it's canon it. now. That's the danger. Right? Mm. <laughs> but, of course, it's not. <laughs> the actual gifts are very good, Yes. Yes. So we've got um, Mother Mother Nature's Love, Cute. which is a healing move, which is just lovely for the Fearbulg. Yeah. Kinetic Redirection, oh. which can kick that damage back that, that Fitzroy gets, which I, I was trying to like, it's like rubber and glue, bounces oh, yeah. off me, yeah. goes back to you. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, that is, that's classic. That's perfect for him. And Release the Kraken, which is a maelstrom. Love that. Which... And that's all I wrote down. So if there's more to say about that, I think I just get lost in Kraken and just enjoy. Yeah. That no, that's thought. like, I, I thought that was a cool, that's a cool spell. Like, cause it's not, you know, a lot of Argo spells revolve around using water, but this kind of like brings yeah. the water, right? Cause, cause it's, it, it just rises up out of the earth and that generates this it. maelstrom, Ooh. like wherever you yes. are, which is, which is cool. Cause otherwise it would be like, hang on, I need to go stand by this pond, you know? Right. Sure. I want this to happen in a desert now Ooh. and see, is it weaker or does he just like take away Do you all find... the cacti? Hmm. Right. Does it like tap into the, the water table? I think that's what I really liked um, throughout this entire battle was not only these fun new abilities, but also the way that Travis was making them work within the storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were clearly built for this scenario as well, which, you know, yeah. in a shorter campaign makes sense to to kind of equip your characters with the things that they're going to need for the specific situation instead of them being like, hang on, I, I need to go through my bag of trinkets to see if there's something <laughs> useful or not. Right. Yeah. And as we, well, hopefully, as we all know, if everyone has actually listened to this episode, which you most likely have... <laughs> I I personally, and I think it's a group consensus, we don't want to go through beat by beat yeah. of this very big, very intense fight, uh, but it is so fun. It's so fun. There are a lot of things that I want to, I want to like, just be like, oh my God, I love this mechanic and I love yes. this thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, who wants to start? I think my first highlight, my first host choice for what I would love to talk <laughs> about is... Uh, I don't know, gigantic snippers. We'll start there. <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. 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 I didn't know I could love snippers more. Uh, I didn't really think I could until he made kaiju snippers. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's already this cool fight with a ton of hell beasts and even better than just the fact that there's a giant crab here to fight a dragon, <laughs> it's because that dragon was going after his dad. You cannot do that. Right? He's going to stop you. <laughs> it's so sweet. Yeah, there's really some like Pacific Rim kind of action here. So much. Which is very cool. So cool. And then I guess potentially couldn't he ride on giant snippers, like just stand yes. on the back of it? Oh, he doesn't try I mean, that. But not yet. Not yet. Coda. <laughs> and what about you? What do, what do you want to bring up first? I want to go a little bit further ahead to the fact that uh, the wild magic table is back. My oh my, my favorite mechanic in this arc, probably. It has returned. Yeah. And it's justified by the narrative, too, because there's you know, all this chaos breaking loose, you know, yeah. in this, this room they're in. They are re- re-imbued. Well, Fitzroy's re-imbued with chaos magic. Yes. The other boys have it for the first time. It's bigger and badder than ever. And yeah, I love that Trav took this as a chance to create his own tables uh, and have them, yeah, roll the 2d20 to mm-hmm. see what's up. 
<laughs> that one is good and one is kind of eh, pointless. <laughs> yeah, inconsequential maybe, yeah. but still fun. <laughs> yeah, maybe not quite as bad as getting turned into a potted plant uh, <laughs> on this list. I do wonder if that was a possibility anywhere. Yeah. Oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> that would have been very funny if it happened twice. <laughs> I mean, that's just, it's kind of meant to be at that point, I guess. Take the hand. <laughs> Well, and I'll just go ahead and jump in, and this yeah. should be a surprise to no one or our, our sometimes co-host around here, um, but the thing that got me <laughs> just the most laugh out loud, know you know it, you love it, <laughs> when reality broke and everyone became kittens, oh are you? <laughs> I was listening. I didn't know what was my cat, what was their cat. I just knew I was laughing so hard at just the visual idea. Oh, my. Right? That... Justin came up with fur bulg. Oh my god! <laughs> I just, I, why? But amazing. Um, <laughs> Justin's disgust with his cat initially oh because so over it, <laughs> <laughs> rolling trash, <laughs> and then Fitzroy cat reminding him like, "You can do this thing. Don't forget everything about these little uh, kitty cats." In that they kept saying like, "Kitty Gray, Kitty Fitzroy, right? Kitty everybody, Kitty Gray, <laughs> Kitty Gray." And Kitty Fitzroy having a feline date. Oh my god, a feline play date. Yes. (laughs) Like, get these kittens together. Oh my god. Him breaking the bonds of a cat as a cat, and it's just. It was all, I could just picture it also cartoonishly, like those big rounded paws grabbing Uh onto what I guess is now like kind of just sand rock because it's all kitty size now, so everything's a little bit smaller. The meteor is becoming catnip toys. Oh my god! Just <laughs> the dragons are cats. Like it's just the. It could not be better. Oh Come my gosh! On. I like to think that that Griffin's very very surprised response was pretty much how this went down in the actual <laughs> yes. battle of of you know some of some of them were kind of like um okay I guess we're just gonna deal with this now and others were just like what <laughs> like what is happening and that you know I mean that gives you a, a tactical advantage right if like <laughs> you can you can roll with suddenly being a cat or not <laughs> <laughs> and I do to to kind of wrap this part up. Clint's genuine sadness over not getting uh, to play as a cat. I can't blame him. I know, right? I would be I would be so stoked and be like <laughs> so like ready for my turn and then to have it flip a reality shifting again yeah. and not get to do that. Mm-hmm. I was a little heartbroken. Like when mm-hmm. we lost the first wild magic table, I was a little heartbroken that kitten time was over. <gasps> but then it was immediately <laughs> replaced by body swap AU time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Classic, a classic move. Classic trope. Travis once more showing his hand that he is an AO3 author. Travis is a a person for the people, and he has shown that time and time again, and I appreciate it. Thank you. The AO3 tags for this one are are wild. Oh my god. It's one of those big giant walls of of tags. You have to scroll completely through one time just to get through the tags on this one. If you zoom in, one of these will be your fate for 2021. (laughs) Which one did you see first? That's how your 2021 is going to go. Oh, but I did love Body Swap AU, especially Argo doing that sweet move. And like the whole time he's doing it, I'm like, this is Fitzroy and him realizing Uh it at the end. (laughs) Once again, Clint McElroy being like, (laughs) didn't get to be a kitten. Well, did, but didn't get to do anything as a kitten. And then does the sweetest, sweetest move as Fitzroy Maple Corp. It's the best Fitz has ever looked. It's true. If Fitz even (laughs) agrees. I mean, he's loving this. (laughs) I did. You could tell, like, how pleased Griffin was to get to do the fear bulk voice, and I loved that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Argo got to steal a, a page from the Commodore's book here too with that uh with that water spell on the dragon, which I thought was Ooh, like yeah. just cool yeah. narratively. Mm-hmm. And then even him using the little ice move on him, this level up that he's had, uh, as somebody who mained a rogue and then a frost mage in World of Warcraft, I know exactly <laughs> how Clint is feeling here, where you're like, ooh, wait, look at all this new like area of effect magic I can do. Where usually he's always very up close and mm-hmm. You know, having to be right on top of the enemies. But now, yes, he's really Mm -hmm. having fun playing around with what else he can do. And you love to see it. And that's it. This whole thing, it's fun. Oh, God, it's Mm -hmm. so fun. I was having so much fun this whole time. Me too. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to ask a question of like, you know... What's more exciting than a hundred hellhounds and then you get a thousand, <laughs> but then yeah. the thing that's more fun than that is what if what if suddenly you were you were in it? <laughs> like oh what if God. suddenly your characters had to be your podcaster selves? <laughs> well apparently if you are lucky enough to be Justin McElroy, you get better oh. in every way. <laughs> It just it heals all wounds. It replenishes your crops. Mm-hmm. Griffin's own play on his own voice was sending me every time. <laughs> Why does he think he sounds like that? Why does he think he's a little doll of a man? <laughs> I think he thinks those things because I mean, have you seen him? Look at the material. Oh. It all just fits together. <laughs> Uh, I, I I personally would pay a great deal of money for what I assume or I'm hoping will be the inevitable fan animation of Justin McElroy casting Moonbeam on oh the yeah. giant dragon. In my head, I was imagining it was like really intensely Sailor Moon, um, to be mm. honest. Yes. Go. It's very magical. It's very beautiful. This attack that will burn a dragon alive. <laughs> right? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Know. It's quite intense. <laughs> I think that's what's so funny is we have this goof em up fight that is just, yeah. yeah, fun at all these different angles and this keeps changing and quick art it and all that good stuff. And then, yeah, they're like destroying dragons, taking out hundreds of uh, hellhounds in a go mm-hmm. and trying to get gray, trying to get the... the the rock to the basket. How do you do that? What do you say in basketball? Like they're trying to get <laughs> no, you gray haven't. home. Okay, <laughs> I'm joking. I don't know. What you're to say. <laughs> like I did it finally. I made a correct sports reference. I no, think it's trying didn't. to yeah dunk the baguette in the bread bowl. There we go. Wait. Okay. <laughs> get that cracker in the soup. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Gray, that's you. Gray's <laughs> gone. He's already left. <laughs> Only because them boys are so good. They all they all put a hand on their shoulder. Except did Argo get to? I think Argo was too busy uh, flipping uh. around, sweet flipping around uh, <laughs> the sides while the other two, yeah, were more centered around Gray. Mm-hmm. So Argo's a distraction. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Fitzroy, of course, starts it out with unshackling him and getting, being like, you got to get back home so yeah. we can get these demons on our side. Yeah, him freeing Grey allowed Grey to do his own first kind of sweep through the hellhounds. And then Fitzroy, as Griffin, was able to mm. catch up to him. Did that little that move where it. he winked at order? I was like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> I do I do have a, a question about this this particular sequence, which is uh-huh. important. I mean, I you know, it's important to me. I think it's probably important to our listeners, this important decision to make. Mm-hmm. Do we think 
that they were Justin and Griffin and Clint wearing their characters' clothes <gasps> or wearing their own clothes. Because, I mean, just from an artistic standpoint, I think that's really critical information. Off the top of my head, I... I'm saying character clothes. Oh, and I'm saying own clothes. I oh. love both of these answers because mm-hmm. if it's just some boys flipping around in their Stitch Fix choice clothing. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Thank you. This is suddenly the most powerful Stitch Fix ad that has ever existed. <laughs> Griffin's Griffin's using this, uh, this I forget the name of it, the, the storm spell that, where he's like crashing storms together um, towards towards Ooh, the yeah. end of the sequence. I, I don't he remember. He never they said, said a name. name I thought it might be Thunderclap, but the, I, yeah. I never looked it up. Yeah, probably. Thunderclap actually does that. <laughs> but I, I love the idea of him like bringing his hands together and like summoning storms and right before he claps just being like this shirt i got it at stitch fix <laughs> and then bam thanks to my stitch fix stylist <laughs> if we say stitch fix five more times you think they'll sponsor us probably uh, okay, yeah either it. that or we summon beetlejuice i'm not sure oh well. Ooh. and <laughs> he will be wearing stitch fix. exactly that <laughs> <laughs> he's never looked better stitch fix <laughs> so speaking of, of advertising synergy uh shout out to <laughs> travis for i mean well it, admittedly first including the, like D minifigs which i thought was extremely funny Love um, that. but then then saying it's animated and wouldn't that be a great thing <laughs> to pick up <laughs> And the reaction, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah, Travis is really keeping his eyes on the prize. And I really admire that. Mm-hmm. I also admire the way these boys talk about their dad. The line disgraced local DJ Clint McElroy <laughs> meeting embezzling janitor Clint McElroy. I just, I cannot with any of you. <laughs> I was I was typing out, can you imagine if they met in universe as they were talking about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. You know what else I really liked? Uh, kind of adding to the goofiness, but also the uh, the danger of all of this were the moments when Order would turn around and be like, oh my God, stop. Like, and just like <laughs> shoot some rays of light around like, you guys, I'm trying to do a thing. Everybody. Right. <laughs> so Order's like sort of doing the like hand wavy thing, like knock it off. But then on the other hand, I really, really loved these very powerful moments we got from the boys, like mm-hmm. Clint getting to use the Kraken move. Ah, this this forest move by Oh my gosh. Fear balls. Get so out. good. That so cool. is just it's such a good visual. Yeah. Uh the way Travis described it. And I liked how because like they're in a cavern. Uh-huh. Right. Of mm-hmm. course there are no trees. Yeah. But also he's like you do have the power to create from nature. And yeah. yes, just above you is this unknown forest. And so the roots reach down Ugh. and grow trees on the other side. Like, so cool. Wow. Yeah. And the only thing I could have possibly seen, like when he first asked for a tree, I was like, well, I mean, it used to be the chasm. So I was like, maybe there's like a little scrubby trees or something down here. Mm-hmm. But, oh, this was the much better answer. The thought of like trees, an entire forest growing from the ceiling of a cavern. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so good. And it's it's possible in this world right. that he created mm-hmm. that it, it wasn't just... And they spring out from nowhere. He he gave them a place to come from. Right. And a, a background that the Fearbolg has in that it is possible to have made it happen. Yeah. And that, I think... And I'm going to use a little pun. It is rooted in possibility. Ah. <laughs> yeah, she did it. <laughs> well, and you know, one of my art instructors said this to me forever ago, and maybe I've said it on the show before, but I think it's crucial in any kind of creative endeavor. So maybe this will help somebody else out too. But I remember him saying in my illustrator class, what you make doesn't have to be realistic. It just has to be believable. Yes. And I think that that's 
exactly this. Like, is it realistic that trees grew their roots down to make more trees in the ceiling of a cavern? Hell no. But by making that the scenario, you go, yeah, I could believe it. You found a reason why mm-hmm. this might happen. And I, mm-hmm. I will go with you on this journey. I believe you. Mm-hmm. I love that your art instructor said that because I had the same thing written down for when I would write stories and create characters yeah. that they don't have to be realistic. They no. have to be believable. Exactly that. And for as off the wall this entire battle is, I think that we <laughs> get those things. Because then even um, Fitzroy getting to call this really cool storm moment at the end and it like coming through the trees. Okay, yeah, it's almost like a conduit. Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's obviously these very kind of silly fun things going on in the background yes. like there's also a stadium but i mean the, oh the, God, so funny. You know, the magic that's <laughs> going on in this this is pretty you know it's banana pants in terms of how how intense it is and i, I love the the image of like um that fitz was invisible at that point and and you know the the yeah. concept of like branching lightning kind of mirroring these trees that are hanging from the ceiling and it just like mm-hmm. illuminate like i mean that's terrifying i mean they're yeah. they're able to go up against a god at this point Mm -hmm. you know like they've they have that kind of um that level of finale magic going on there it is yeah that that makes sense and that that works and you know when you're visualizing it i think it's a cool juxtaposition for me between this kind of goofy stuff but then also like oh yeah this is a really intense situation that they're having to come at really really hard to make it go their way Mm -hmm. right it was a totally bonkers off the wall battle but there was still weight to it and there was still Mm -hmm. a goal here well and and that's all about to go sideways too because it's kind of looking like oh maybe we have enough power that we can just end this right now and Mm -hmm. order is like you know the judgmental parent at this point stepping in (laughs) and saying actually (laughs) they are coming in as they're coming in as the parent who's walked into the door during the party and then hit the pause on that stereo and like mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. knock it off now. Right. Just kind of that reminder puts them in their place. Like, mm-hmm. don't forget. Yeah, you might be powerful and have all these powers, but you're still mortals. And guess what? Chaos and I have the same well of power and <sighs> it's mine now. This mm-hmm. was a cool. This was a cool. What's the word I want? Um. Uh. Oh, Yeah. This was a cool consequence. I liked the idea, even within the the scope of the story, this idea that, you know, it is a little chaotic and, you know, it is a little fun and chaotic and off the wall and everything's happening so intensely and so quickly and we're changing into different realities entirely. And then all of a sudden, the reality, um, and then all of a sudden, it all catches up to you and the villain shows their hand and goes... Well, I'm taking it all back now, and mm-hmm. you're you're weaker. You're back, um, you're back to your starting state, and all of those hits you've taken are now really starting to hurt. And yeah, right, it's all starting to catch up because mm-hmm. never forget, this is what we were after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought I had a good. We could transition, like, and while that's happening there, while this mm-hmm. moments, yeah, I, I think I got it. Okay. And I thought that was a good way to kind of sober us up to the fact that, exactly. you know, while while reality is breaking and things are, you know, fun, fun, goof them up down there, 
up top, oh. things are scary. Mm-hmm. Things are like right. genuinely kind of terrifying. And so Trav gives us some exposition to catch us up on what's happening in the above world, where we've got <laughs> this child at the window of the hospital seeing oh. this monster yeah. of unimaginable terror coming towards him. And there's no there's no heroes anymore. Or, or are there? <laughs> there's no heroes with a capital H. Yes, but that's exactly are it. Heroes. There are people right. stepping up to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. To do the right thing. I really loved this idea that simultaneously so many things are happening at once. This idea that the boys knocked over the hog. So now those lines of communication are down because people whose job it is to go out here and fight these things aren't doing it or they're not getting the call to do it or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And at the same time now, the wider and the more impossibly big this portal becomes, the more other horrors are able to get into all spaces and not just focus on the school. Mm -hmm. So it's all things that end up weaving into each other, this cause and effect idea. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, yes, checking back in on these scenes and hearkening to characters we've seen before. I really loved this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh It's not just about them. I mean, I think that's always the sort of the the risk with stories of kind of, I don't know, like, I guess that's kind of main character syndrome, right? Of of like the story really uh, revolving around them and their actions, not necessarily having negative consequences for people other than themselves or positive for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. This, this little peak of while this is happening, here's what's going on elsewhere. I really enjoyed. Me Mm -hmm. too. I couldn't remember um, the attorney's name. So even in my notes, I just wrote Barb, (laughs) Phoenix, Tom, Jerry, and Ian all show up to uh, protect the... uh, <laughs> to protect the hospital because I couldn't remember what the attorney. Yeah, name I could was. not remember the lawyer's name either. I I'm sure I wrote it down, but I didn't. I remember. never wrote it down. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I appreciate that he's here, and now in my mind, he is Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, <laughs> and I appreciate him stepping up and doing what's right as he Love always it. does. And then, of course, mm-hmm. over in Prosperity, a similar scene happening with other beloved NPC <laughs> characters. <laughs> I did have to be like, ooh, a hairdresser? Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was talking to, uh, on my Discord, I was like, oh, do not step to Bailey Kern. She will kick your ass and then make you look amazing before sending you back to hell. Don't even try it. It's true. <laughs> it's true and it's canon. It's absolutely canon. Yep. Armed with a curling iron, I assume. <laughs> She's definitely got some hairspray and a lighter, too. <gasps> yes, yes, for sure. She knows how to rumble. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, we have her. We have Handsome Mike, who is Chef Mike, but I was writing down as Handsome Mike. <laughs> Patrick Shortburton. He's still here. He's fine. Um, Holifer, Kai. I love it. It's so great. I got chills. I'm not going to lie. I, I got chills it. and I got a little weepy. <laughs> yeah. Well, an interesting thing here is, you know, like we just said, the toppling of the hog created this void mm-hmm. between doing the right thing for payment and by making that void, it made space for people who will just do the right thing because it's just what has to be done. Yeah. I like that it it took the onus of protection and kind of, yeah, making sure that we're uh, going to be okay from this possibly corrupt yeah. oversight, guilt, and like, yeah, this whole idea that like, oh, a hero will come. It's like, we can't count on that. Right. Right. We have to be our own heroes. Yeah, I think it just speaks to the worth of being, you know, aware and present and doing the things that you are capable of doing. Yeah, you know, it falls to the community at some point instead of some, you know, I mean, and plus the the idea that the hog was based in this 
city where the streets are, you know, paved with gold right. and not not necessarily being in touch with what the needs the needs of people actually were. Right. Um, so even though it caused a problem in the short term, it also it, it opened up an opportunity for like a better solution moving yeah. forward, which, you know, mm-hmm. sort of, we're leaving this world. We don't necessarily know what's going to happen, but we have to hope yeah. that that's how it will go. Yeah, it does definitely seem like it's on that trajectory. And even because, like we said last time, we did say this before, the idea that maybe what they did at the hog was enough to start shifting the balance, chaos mm-hmm. is getting stronger. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Ooh, I love this. Yes. This was great. This was that great. And yeah, we we did touch on this, mm-hmm. that possibility that chaos is small because order's in charge and there was too much order. Yeah. But now with that switch and not knowing what's going to happen and not having this do like you are sent out and you will do this and you will win because this mm-hmm. is how it has to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Now we do have this kind of pure chaos. And I don't mean that, in the, but it's Ambiguity. crazy and no one knows what's going on. But yeah, it's that... Nobody knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Are we going to win this fight? Eh, hopefully. <laughs> but who knows? Which takes us in the story back to the cavern where now chaos is the larger of the two. Yes. And is telling order to step down mm-hmm. and let that man go. Let that sweet demon prince go. Yeah. Holding him by the throat. Calm Ooh. down, order. It's the perfect time for a musical number. <laughs> uh, <laughs> take us away, boys. <laughs> But not you, Argo. (laughs) The first instinct is to come play along, but not this time. We need you to do the other thing. So funny. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you you can't be the person who's responsible for having the weapon that kills gods without assuming that at some point you're going to have to use it. But how dare they? It's it's a musical number in Clint McElroy. Uh, Come on. Like he does get the winks and the the subtle like. mm -mm. Definitely caught it immediately. Yes. Yeah. And using the new skills, telekinesis. Yeah, this was smart. Using the telekinesis to uh, not only throw this dagger, but then use that. Because in my mind, I'm like, if we are still in this cavern, he's still way further back than the other boys. Like, Mm because they all kind of surged forward to get Grey to the portal. Oh, right. To me, Argo was still a ways back. So if he Mm -hmm. sees these boys, first instinct, oh, I'm going to go play with my friends. Next, oh, no. I got to throw this thing. I'm going to put some spice on it by adding telekinesis to make sure it mm-hmm. gets to where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. Yes. And before it can make it, though, time stops. This was interesting. And did affirm to us, yeah, that dagger would kill them. <laughs> this <laughs> would definitely do the thing. It promised on the package it would kill both <laughs> order and chaos if it were to strike. So that would get a five-star Amazon rating. Absolutely. but chaos wants to at least let them know like are you sure first which is Mm -hmm. fair (laughs) you know yeah are you sure are you sure that this is the way that you want to handle this Mm -hmm. right because i think that's kind of what you don't consider in the moment like it makes sense that he would have thrown the dagger because it's what he has and Mm -hmm. it was kind of the plan we have to Mm -hmm. we have to make sure gray gets there so all of the damage happening everywhere can stop yeah. Right. But in doing so, do you kill essentially demigod or godlike entities? And if in doing so, what would happen? Yeah, that mm-hmm. is a that is a, a big question mark. We don't really yeah. know what would happen if, if they both both halves of this uh this force died. Right. And I do think they kind of forgot that that because right Certainly. now they're seeing two separate beings. Right. Mm-hmm. 
but they're really just the one. Exactly. It's just because of the reality shift and everything that, and you lose that. And in the heat of the moment and everything, you're like, that one is the wrong one. Right. Or is the one causing all these issues. So let's just end it. Yeah. And then the other one comes and be like, that you can if you want, if that's where you want this to go. Right. We both deserve it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like, you should know that if that one goes, I go too. Mm -hmm. And as is their way, they leave it up to chance. Uh, I mean, this was a brilliant move on Griffin's part to play Mm -hmm. the coin flip angle because, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's chaotic. You don't know what it's going to be. Yeah, I wonder... uh... I assume it sounded like a real coin. I wondered, like, are they being honest about this? Like, are they actually making this decision this way? I mean, it would be fair, too. This is a Dungeons and Dragons game. You are ruled in your outcomes by chance. Mm -hmm. But but then you also you're trying to shape the story. So I I do wonder whether or not they uh, they actually felt beholden to a real coin flip to make this choice. A good question for the the Adventure Zone Zone. Mm-hmm. It really is, yeah. And I wondered if they were just going to fade to black at the end of it, and we would just never know. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> that would be a dick move, but it's oddly on course mm-hmm. for this show. <laughs> just a bit of an Inception ending there. Mm-hmm. Just wake up five years later, yeah. What happened? Mm-hmm. There you go, yeah. Even when he did say it was Tails, I had to track back really quick. I'm like, wait, which one was that? I wasn't paying enough attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember from just them telling me it had to be like good good Wait, choice on that? sparing me. I was like, okay, good. <laughs> yes. And it was a good choice because chaos uh-huh. is fighting back. So having chaos on their side is probably more useful at this point than not. Absolutely. And this idea that I think what I took away from all of this with order and chaos and Fearbulg literally telling order to go to hell and um <laughs> gosh this whole scene of then gray being like yeah i'll take it which of course we will touch on that again but th- the overall idea i kind of have for chaos and order is this time apart i like to think that maybe you know because order like threatens i'll just do this again the sooner the, mm-hmm. the first chance i get i'll just do this again um but if maybe being apart will weaken them maybe and then bringing mm-hmm. them back together will kind of reassure and kind of smooth over this idea that we can go back to it just being in balance i think that that is a possibility mm-hmm. the other possibility of course is this just now gets to be a legend of zelda scenario and every generation <laughs> every couple generations a hero or three will show up and have to stop it all over again <laughs> Yeah, that's a good question. Are we just putting order in, in time out long enough for them to sort yeah. of figure out that the, maybe they were making a bad life choice? Right. Let them cool down. Have some snacks. That is always my go-to. If, if things get too heated, I'm like, okay, we're going to take a 10-minute break. Just step Everyone away. step away from your computers. Uh-huh. Go outside. <laughs> have a snack. Chill out with Gray for a little while. Watch It'll some Netflix. Yeah. Play some play the PS5. Go to that demon hell park we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> It's just that now they have those little like amusement park photos that you get photo pass photos of <laughs> mm-hmm. order just angrily going on rides with a bunch of demons. And then by the end of the day, they're so happy. They have their Mickey Mouse ears on and they're holding a giant pretzel. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's all better. Uh, but skimming over now rounding back over to uh, this whole scene where we do see Gray off to um, off to hell. <laughs> I think everyone should start using good travels to the haterverse every time they have to block <laughs> oh someone on Twitter for good reason. Oh my goodness. I think that's perfect. Yes. I did once block someone with Enjoy the Void. 
Uh, oh, that's fun. <laughs> they deserved it. This was not a, uh, this was a very deserved block. Mm-hmm. Coming from you, Anne, I, I trust that you block thoughtfully. <laughs> <laughs> block thoughtfully. Go, with, uh, go in peace. Enjoy the void. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a little, um... I mean, it's a little, it's a little sad to uh, see our dear Prince Grey go. And they all said, hopefully I'll never have to see you again. But I was like, mm, do you He's mean that He's sad though? to go too. I know. And, and we get some truths here. We get that the fear bug has actually been his favorite the whole time. You might not have known. It might not have seemed that way. It was but, always there. Oh, Furball, you've, you've always been my favorite. <laughs> But Fitzroy is his best friend. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> P.S. And, quick sidebar. Did they ever get the ring back? No. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> not in this universe. Not in this canon. Not in this movie. And and Argo being so sad to not be included in this little this, fest. This moment, first of all, <laughs> canonically called it episodes ago, Demon Daddy Grey. It is here. <laughs> it's canon now. <laughs> we called it. Also, though, this delivery... Oh my god, I had to pause. I was laughing so hard. I <laughs> This being the last thing Grace says, you're my son, and disappearing into into hell. It was hilarious. Poor Argo. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Because I have to assume he doesn't know his dad. Yeah, I he think never that was always kind of... only hear mm-hmm. about... Uh, Shibli. Sh- it's going to be Shibli. No, <laughs> right. I, I'm, I'm still going with Shibli. Definitely Shibli. And like, we'd assume it would be a water Ganassi, but mm, mm. maybe demons can do weird things. I mean, they certainly can. We know can. demons can do weird things. <laughs> We've seen it all season. Oh my God, it was so funny. I, I did laugh for a whole day. Thank you. <laughs> and then in the meantime... Cash just Irish goodbyes. Oh, that's true. They turn around. Gone. Mm-hmm. Gone. I mean, that's how you do it. You mm. don't even give people a chance to go, no, stay. You just leave. <laughs> Which is what Gray was trying to do. <laughs> Gray was like annoyed but respects the hustle of the fact that Chaos was like, well, I'll take the opportunity that you didn't get to. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like we said earlier, as much fun as this absolutely insane fight was it has now caught up to our boys and they're going to go sleep for a week Mm -hmm. and while they do that the whole world is already starting to change in its own ways i love that that all the stuff that went down with the hog like all of that that particular aspect of what was going on chaotically was Uh was blamed on like bad people at the hog and specifically the commodore specifically the commodore Mm -hmm. they're like i don't know he's dead we'll just say he did it i mean Sounds fair. I would like to think that a certain hairdresser might have had a better yeah. idea about what really happened and decided <gasps> to kind of maybe suggest it was someone else. Yeah. Ooh, I love this. She like went home, saw the fake badge and was like, huh. And like she put it together, but was like, mm, yeah, that Commodore fella, he was a he was a cagey one. I didn't trust him. <laughs> and our next scene, bust out those unbroken chain crop tops because <laughs> they are out and proud. We're going public with right? it. <laughs> they come to the surface. They're bringing pizza to everybody now. Uh-huh. Now that they're public. What I would love is if they now are like outfitting everyone in the cleanup efforts. Yeah. So everyone gets a crop top. So like we get to see like Alfie and Barb. <laughs> Those like the yes. Habitat for Humanity shirts, basically. Absolutely. Uh-huh. That. Yes. Yes. So you know who's in the efforts. It's perfect. Right. It's perfect. I love this idea. We've got uh, the Garys oh, moving into the unknown forest because they need to because mm-hmm. the school's been shut down. Yeah. Fortunately, they they did remember to t- make Leon a human again before. 
Thank goodness. Very glad that that, that particular thread was tied up. I think people would have been quite anxious about it, whether or like, not. Uh, please tell me. Is he Tobias now? I like the <laughs> thought that, like, Hegelmas was, like, carrying his bags out to the car and then saw Leon in a tree and was like, oh, shit, right, come here. <laughs> Let me get you real quick. Absolutely. <laughs> and I feel like Leon wouldn't be, like, the pushy one either. Like, he's He'll like, remember. I'm sure he'll get to it. They're busy. They're busy, They're busy right now. I don't want to bother. <laughs> either that remember. or they, like, open... Well, the trunk of their wagon, I guess. And there's right. just like a giant bird <laughs> sitting there. Just like... Uh, like, hey, just want to, if you got if you got a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, luckily, Leon and Buck back together. Feel mm-hmm. so good. They're off back to the Broadswords. Is that where Buck is from? Mm-hmm. Going Love back that to, for them. Back to their own sort of side universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As has the Zorn. Oh. Thank you, Gordian Festo, for helping him get there. Appreciate you. Also, we skimmed over it. I appreciated that Reg, like the gent he is, he did wait around for Fitz to recover. And they mm-hmm. had their little, like, quick figuring out of how they'll handle this whole resignation. But, yes, mm-hmm. Reg, all the knights of... Good castle. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for your service. We appreciated it. Why can't you just get a spare skeleton? I mean, like, that would be super convenient, right? I mean, there are lots of skeletons around. There was a large skeleton army. They're now just mm-hmm. doing cleanup duty. It seems like. I mean, I, I think the challenge would be getting your skeleton out. <laughs> right. Like, how do you. Without losing all, like, the blood. Uh, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. I've heard is important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nothing's ever easy. Unless you just wanted an extra skeleton around that didn't necessarily, like, swap with your bones. Mm. What you could use yeah. is, yeah, the skeleton to carry you <gasps> as your bones heal. Oh, that's fun. How about that? Yeah. Hmm. Discuss wages. Yeah. See see mm-hmm. what they've got going on. See if they'd be able to help you. Yeah, for sure. I did like in the catching up of Rainier on the battle that... Uh, <laughs> Clint did give a shout out to the awesome haircut Argo had. So mm. one more shout out to Bailey Kern. One more time. <laughs> it's truly the gift that keeps on giving a good haircut, especially when <laughs> you're going to go have to make appearances at this big party we're going to have celebrating oh saving the world. Let's do it. I was hoping it would be the roast. Somehow oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I would have lived. I mean, I still live because we love a good party, but oh my God, if it had been the roast. You don't know for right. sure that it wasn't. Been. That's true. A lot of parties can turn into roasts very quickly. That is true. Maybe in the montage of the party, we see a moment where Fitz is sitting in a giant throne. Everybody's laughing and having a good time. A couple beats later, we see Althea sitting in the giant throne. Everybody's <laughs> laughing and having a good time. They somehow have the giant pictures of each of them. <laughs> This is canon now. I don't care. It is. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> this is all that happened. <laughs> and I think it can be because, holy crap, you guys. Mm-hmm. You guys. <laughs> Not me personally, because uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I am I'm, don't have the site, the future site, like um, my co-host do, but oh my God. Oh my gosh. We nailed it. We Dunked these poll questions so hard. That ball bounced back into the air, went across the court, and then dunked again. (laughs) We got it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I love that he asked, like you would, where do you see yourself in five years? Classic Mm -hmm. question. I did not see this being the question leading us into this epilogue scene. That's fair. Although, I mean, I think it was was the perfect fit, right? As soon as it It was out. How do you get to a coda and... And yeah. what has graduation been about? If not, mm-hmm. you know, just just good, responsible, ethical business acumen. 
Absolutely. <laughs> and modeling. And modeling, yes. Very important. Absolutely. Fitzroy, I'm so pleased with you and your life choices. I also love this idea, this realness of Fitzroy living, always wondering if Chud Chud's crimes will ever catch up with him. <laughs> That's so... I live. I love that. <laughs> Chud Chud's crimes. <laughs> Jesus, I forgot that was the name. Chud Chud Bossman, forever in our hearts. <laughs> and and just real quick, what was Argo's name? Blofeld. Well, yeah, Blofeld Johnson, Blofeld that Johnson. was it. Johnson. <laughs> Uh, oh, perfection. Uh, more gifts that keep on giving. Thank you, gentlemen. Do we think that's why he chose to go into law school so he can defend himself? Oh, should it If ever... and when it happens, hmm. should his past catch up to him? I could certainly see that being part of it. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, he has this a very quick kind of whirlwind success story after success story, modeling with boy cloaks, designing boy and animal cloaks. Mm-hmm. And very sweetly, he's able to help his parents retire, the dream of many children. Mm-hmm. I like that his dad can be a jazz guitarist and his mom <laughs> is a YouTube cooking mama. Love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he has a beard now. That's that feels oh, he like does an have important, a beard. important detail. He's a little bit more rugged. Mm. And he's, you know, he's seeking he's bouncing around from one thing to another. But at the same time, he's seeking like some sense of closure since he goes to see Sylvia Knight and returns his his uniform kit, I guess, basically, since there's a shield <laughs> and all this other stuff. Uh, and, and presumably, mm-hmm. you know, he has so much money. It's not about the deposit. It's about the closure. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. And then like you said, B, and what he said, it's this mixture of him him signing up for law classes. <laughs> one, protect himself. Always look out for number one. Always. And then two, <laughs> God, this line he said is so good Um, that nobody was protecting the weak from the people who were supposed to be keeping them safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, God, timely, good, perfect. Yeah. Right. Again, just I think that's where it harkens back to everything we were seeing in this episode with um the, the NPCs. And Mm -hmm. everything we've been saying about, like, you know, keeping yourself aware and mindful of the things that you can do to help others. Um, Mm -hmm. I really like this this continued message throughout. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm excited to see Fitzroy in the next day's attorney game. Yeah, I definitely, right? I had written that down that you were going to be very <laughs> excited about this. <laughs> I'm I expecting some, some, potentially some fan art with, with the, the word objection involved at some point. Yes. I think it's a must. I can't wait to see his little badge. Yeah. Oh, he's going to show pin. everybody. Everybody. I'm sure he would be most excited to show his friends. Let's go check in with the Fearbulg, who the energy changes very quickly between mm-hmm. these two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the poor Fearbulg. He, you know, I think uh, Fitzroy had no shortage of plans and ambitions. Yeah. And the only thing the Fearbulg really wants is not to be lonely. Uh, I think mm-hmm. he just wants, he needs that sense of community. Yeah. This is really kind of heartbreaking. Oh my God. My first thought was like, where, what happened? Like, why did they break off? You'd think these three peas in a pod would stick together forever. Yeah. And as we all know, that's often not the case, especially once you leave college. Never forget. Mm. That's actually <laughs> yeah. kind of the scene is you don't always stay in the same town. You don't you you have to grow and continue on. Right. And we have the fear bulk just kind of wandering and not sure where to go, which he also grew and, you know, developed new skills and whatnot, but he needs that clan. Mm -hmm, And so when he reached in his pocket and pulls out the (laughs) tiny Gary, Uh, 
had him with him the whole time. And presumably, oh based on the way they went with the scene, he hadn't spoken to him at all. He just he just yeah. had him with him, but hadn't mm-hmm. had gotten up whatever it was, the courage or the certainty or, you know, right. whatever it took to talk to him. Yeah. Which is especially sad of, like, being lonely and having someone that you could talk to and not doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Almost like something still was holding you back from it. Mm-hmm. And then this conversation that they do have, oh my God, Justin, you get us every time. How is he so (laughs) good at this? This little discussion between him and Tiny Gary. uh. Yeah. So how did you guys, how did you feel about this reveal? Did you see it coming? Not at all. No. But very delighted. I think as soon as he started asking about how Gary's were and like the nature of mm-hmm. Gary's, I was like, at one point, I was like, is he going to be a Gary? Is is he about to be Gary? Oh, my God. It's yeah. so good. I think, I think I picked up on it like a little before it actually happened in the episode. Yeah. But if you had asked me two weeks ago, I would not have said. Oh, certainly. <laughs> right. Never, yeah. never would I have ever guessed that this is the, the, the path we would have gone down for a sweet Fearbulg. Mm-hmm. Or sweet Gary. Or our sweet Gary. As it stands now. I do love that. I thought that was a, a very nice culmination for him of mm-hmm. like getting his name. Yeah. And having it come about kind of perfectly. Yeah. And it worked out. Mm-hmm. And he still gets to be the accounting uh. wizard and use, the, again, the skills that he was able to cultivate in school, mm-hmm. which happens so rarely these days, I feel. <laughs> you are not wrong there. Well, and you know, it's an extension of what he was already doing, because that's very much what he was kicked out of his clan for, right? He was yeah, he was hoarding right. berries for the future. So he was already investing <laughs> when right. he was, God, totally when he was right. with the Fearable clan. And now he's teaching he's teaching other people how to how to do that, to mm-hmm. to have security in their future yep uh fiscal stability you love to see it again the dream god it really is and this little ad that plays for gary and gary's i think <laughs> should play on uh mrs maple court's cooking channel i feel like that's where we see it oh definitely definitely yeah. <laughs> that was extremely funny i was i was very entertained oh by that uh going in that direction like it was it was overall a very serious scene but there was this opening there for a good goof, and I'm glad that they took it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love finding and taking those those opportunities for levity. Mm-hmm. Always appreciated. Agreed. I also appreciate Argo heading to sea and him <laughs> distinctly being like, well, I'm going to go get on a boat because I didn't get to get on a boat this whole time. <laughs> and that he goes on the fear boat is the name of... <laughs> oh, my God, the fear boat. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then, of course, as is kind of the way of things built it into a themed cruise of course you have to, to. get that full fear bulk experience mm-hmm. and to have it explained in song oh my god by clint mcelroy <laughs> which i'm gonna say he's got a great voice oh he's got pipes way to go sure. clint love the voice love the wording your <laughs> your lyrics were gorgeous it was i just, yeah i i listened to it about three times just because <laughs> i didn't write it down at all of what it said it was just too perfect but i really really enjoyed that yeah uh, I, I confess that i was not totally sold on the idea of fearbulg theme cruise but it is mm-hmm. really hard to argue with that theme song right it really is maybe that's how everybody in nua felt initially they're like oh, why would i want it and then they're like however it sounds Sounds amazing. The song sounds amazing. I guess we gotta at least try it. Book a weekend. Book a weekend or a uh, company retreat, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So, like you said earlier, Brittany, when you were talking about Fearbulg and how initially, yeah, you were like, why aren't these boys together? I felt the same way. As much as I loved all of their answers, 
I love these boys together. I mm-hmm. love these boys mm-hmm. so much. So this this fast forward now five years to this company retreat where our boys are all wearing their Thunderman shirts, crop tops, of course. <laughs> crop tops. <laughs> out on the deck of the fear boat. Uh, I was so happy. And Snippers is doing cocktails now, I guess. <laughs> I love I love the idea oh of him doing, uh, is that gin and tonic that has the little spiral cucumbers the in it? Sh- Mm, yeah, be doing that with his little his little claws. I think it's. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like it could be and should be. It's and something. It's not. But you know what yeah. I mean. The spiral cucumber thing. I'll order one right now and yeah, see how it shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Although I guess in this situation, it would probably have to be like maybe lime or something like that. Little lime peel. Mm. Um. Yeah. Definitely a lot of lime themed drinks, citrusy snacks on any venture that Argo is taking for sure. <laughs> <laughs> always got to avoid that scurvy always mm-hmm. yeah you just have to be mindful you know and i love that argo also took the commodore's fleet over that's a Hell beautiful yes. thing i mean appropriate but mm-hmm. yeah I, I support that strongly and i think it seems like turning them into themed cruise ships is something that the commodore would hate i don't know why oh. it feels like he would but it really strongly feels like he would hate that absolutely because oh, it's fun because it's uh community building Mm -hmm. yeah i really think he would hate it because he was also just all about himself whereas argo Mm -hmm. now specifically took these boats and went how many other people can i give this and share this experience with Mm -hmm. and like showcasing other people and celebrating how they are and what's so great about them the commodore never did that never took and took and took yeah argo not only making cruises but the first one's based off the fear blog oh he wants (laughs) the next one to be based on Fitzroy. (laughs) <laughs> or Fitzroy wanted Fitzroy. it to be based off him and he quickly was like yeah 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 no that's totally my plan what I, I was gonna do I that I was gonna do that you didn't give me a chance to say I really am glad like this was our last scene because I feel like these to me at least were one of the strongest parts of graduation was just this ability for these boys to chat with each other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just have honest little conversations with each other and getting to have this one now where they're kind of catching up and saying what they miss, Fitzroy misses adventuring, Fearbulg misses fighting, and he misses mm-hmm. the routine. Um, mm-hmm. And then Fitz's line of, it turns out, at the end of the day, he just misses being with these two. I was like, that's a game over for me. I'm <laughs> I'm loving this. I live. I figured that was your ascension. Yeah. Ah! yeah. Just like, ah. I put my gold stamp of approval here. <laughs> oh, it was so sweet. I just, I really love it. And I really do think it's just a strength of this entire arc was what they were able to build in these characters and that Travis saw that and mm-hmm. kept allowing for these spaces to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like maybe it's worth saying now that, you know, all of the arcs have had their own kind of personality. Absolutely. And I feel like this one especially, um, I mean, I, I sort of wonder, like, if people expected that the finale would be sort of heavier in a lot of ways, but mm-hmm. I think that it was the right the right ending for this story. And I think I you, you can't ever tell you you the way you tell the right story is by telling the one that's true for you. And I think Love that. this was very much getting back to kind of the roots of the adventure zone of it being about them trolling yeah. each other, but ultimately <laughs> loving each other a lot, you know, Aww, and it was yeah. it was about like pushing these characters apart and bringing them back together and, um, you know, trying trying to do that in a context of, uh, you know, a lot of things feeling like they were falling apart, some of them because they were supposed to and some of them not. Um, right. And I think that was a, this was a, a difficult time to tell a story, but uh, I love that this particular one was really 
about them in the end, you know, uh, about their characters and about um, about just enjoying this. That that the whole point of of doing a tabletop game is not necessarily about like you know doing doing seven hundred points of damage. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> but you know, like yeah. that kind of like emotional healing, I guess, mm-hmm. of of just being able to talk to people that you care about. Uh, I think you put it perfectly. Yeah. Like well, I think we need to end on that. <laughs> not the thing I was going to talk about was that Argo sneakily became the CEO. Oh, he sort <laughs> of did. True. That's true. Argo, you did it. Yeah, Argo's the CEO, and Fitz <laughs> is the chief creative officer. Yeah, and I think uh, and, and Gary is <laughs> is the the chief financial <laughs> officer. This works. Yeah, I think that sounds perfect. And I think this last song that they ended on sounded perfect too. Thank you so much. For <laughs> <gift>. <laughs> we weren't making it out of this arc without another musical number. Needed one oh more. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Might Sentence as well. Off. Oh my goodness. Well, I loved it. I loved this arc. I loved these boys. I love this setting. And you know, the thought I also had of this was that I feel like for whatever it's worth, I think there was so much extra potential here, which we especially saw at the beginning. You know, it's a school setting. There's of course going to be a ton of characters. There's going to be so many possibilities for side stories, Mm -hmm. side characters. What other shenanigans are we going to get into? So with all of that in mind, again, I love this entire season, but I was like, ooh, if this was somehow like a YA novel series, (laughs) I think it would work perfectly. (laughs) Okay, I'm loving this. Taz Balance animated. Right. Taz Graduation adult novel series. (laughs) I can see this happening. Right? I'm saying we could expand on all of it. Let's go on field trips. Let's meet more classmates. We gotta go to more dances. (laughs) Just throwing it out there. Travis, you know where to find us. AO3. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. Yeah, I think you you always want to leave a story with with some doors open a crack, you know, just kind of wondering what's behind that one that we didn't open. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's there's just a ton of potential for that here. And how. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, girls, listeners, uh, I believe that brings us to the end. Is there anything we forgot to mention that we would like to bring up now? Oh, my goodness. I just, you know, I think I think we actually got it. I think this one is wrapped up <sighs> all all nice and tight with a yarn bow. All beautiful golden yarn bow. Wait a minute. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, uh, as we said earlier, we nailed this final poll. Uh, <laughs> we asked what business venture Thunderman LLC should embark upon next. And for what it's worth. Hosting dinner cruises did get the most votes. That's insane. (laughs) Obviously, we all know our boys. So well done, everybody. And thank you for participating in this poll and all the ones we've done before this. We love having you play along. Okay, so we probably won't see you in two weeks for a The The Adventure Zone Zone review, unless there's something just absolutely wild that we gotta talk about. And will we see you all in four weeks? Well, right now, that's a toss of the dice. So... Till we meet again, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and thank you for joining us. I'm Mel Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone. (laughs) 